You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Peter Streets, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. Another episode of Blue Yonder, 48 weeks straight, still going strong. It's a marathon. I'm Jim Jones. I'm A. Ron Hubbard. I hate these intros. I'm, these intros suck. I just want to make sure people know who the the smart guy is oh, they and know. who's the fucking idiot. They know. <laughs> Trust me. The guy oh, making me do the intros. By the way. calling you all idiots. By the way, while we're calling each other out, I want to I wanted to call you out on a bitch move, yo. Bring it. Bitch move, yo. He... My friend here had he had an attack of thirteen year old girl on the internet syndrome <laughs> on Facebook. He did the 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 defriend a palooza, the purge, the, the friend purge, which everyone does from time to time. I know I do. It's like anytime my friends list got to. gets into the mid hundreds, I'm like, I don't know who to f are all these people. I like this person's posting crazy stuff on my page. I'm starting to you know blast it down to to bedrock. Um, what my friend Jim here did is he announced, he says, get ready for the great friend purge, y'all. If we don't talk, you're going down. You're going away. Fuck off. And then the day after he it gave people, so many words. after he gave people a day to wheedle on his wall and, and make the state case for them being friends, he then purged people. I'll admit my what mistake the hell? was that I that I posted at work and I can't actually go through my friends list and defriend everybody at work because I, I just like but can't why would have you po- why would theater. you announce it any I don't understand it's like it seems like the only thing you're doing is rubbing in people's face <laughs> well, that I'm, they're getting I'm okay their, with that and I've seen other people, people do this but if, you know what there's all common about those people mm-hmm. they've all been they're, women they're all 13 year old girls no well I've seen some grown ass women do it, but they've all been they've all been women. Well, they've all been of the double X persuasion. I go for the operation next week, man. I mean, (laughs) just getting a head start. That's all. Well, when you become a transsexual, can we revisit the LBGT (laughs) stuff? Absolutely. Uh, So, you know, we can actually have a valid perspective. Sure. Because I've ever had one person say, when I mentioned it, they're like, what the hell are you guys going to talk about? you know gay issues on and i'm like I don't really know. did they jump up your ass about it they didn't jump my ass they were just like incredulous because they hadn't heard the cast yet and i'm like well i mean oh well point to the cast because i yeah. we both think it's strong yeah i like it i like it uh so yeah i wanted to I, so so why did you do it again uh well i wanted to give people a chance to prove that they're valuable to me like <laughs> <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> it's like a gladiatorial contest it really is fight like, <laughs> uh I mean, I got, like, one guy who I probably would have defriended um, actually convinced me to not defriend him, and not by, like, begging me or anything. Begged but, on but his just knees, like, his digital knees. But just mentioning something that I had forgotten in passing. Oh, okay. And, and so I was like, oh, well, I'm glad I did this now. So, I mean, it was, sure, it was a 13-year-old girl, I heard Zuck- MySpace move, but uh, still. I heard Zuckerberg pulled some strings to get him on. <laughs> yeah, he, like, you know, it was like a 13th-hour negotiation. He called you up and was like, look, Jim, look. <laughs> Look, I know there's been things been said, and there's been some heated words, some uh-huh. rash actions. I need you to keep this friend. I now own one share of Facebook stock. I'm worth $4.8 <laughs> billion. Dollars. I think you're $4.8 bo- dollars. No, 4. one share? Bucks. Man. No, there's like one three share? shares going oh, really? around. Like Zuckerberg, uh, <laughs> Justin Timberlake has one. <laughs> So you got Mark? No, Jesse Eisenberg and, okay. and Justin Timberlake share one. Okay, so they, they have they a half their share money. Yeah. And then his his friend, and then uh, you. And then me. I'm the, okay. fourth, the wow. fourth share. Yeah. That's 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 strong. $4.8 billion. So I think we're going to renegotiate the rent split next time <laughs> Next time we talk about it. Great. So, um, okay. okay, I've got a little topic before we get into the meat that I wanted to discuss. Yeah, i got some meat. Some I've, been thinking, I've been thinking about this for a while now because 
Ever since I moved into my new place, I've got a really stiff lock on my door. Oh, like, God. You, <laughs> I'm glad you said lock. A stiff, a really stiff lock uh-huh. Uh-huh. on my door. Uh, and so I, like, to try to lock it every morning, and it takes me, like, five seconds to get the freaking key in the right position. And it really freaking annoys me. <laughs> this so, is a first-world problem, this, as, as, as yeah, Joko says, it, Jonathan Golden says. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm thinking, why are we still using these hunks of metal to unlock and lock our doors why aren't we using like fingerprint scanners Ugh. or codes or swipe cards or something they're out there well bio- why can't we put them on apartment buildings and and houses you could in fact they're there i mean they just suck and they're insecure why do they suck why are they insecure well they suck because number one you can't revoke a person's key so let's say you break up with a girlfriend you're gonna you know sure you can if it's a fingerprint scanner, you go, like, you call them up on your smartphone. You say, we're fucking broken up. You turn around and go to the web page for your lock on your smartphone sorry. and take I, them off the I list. mean if someone compromises your fingerprint and they've done on Mythbusters, there's a million different, like, $5 solutions to, to lift someone's fingerprint and fool the machine. In fact, some of the cheaper yeah. locks, they actually just held their finger to a copy machine, <laughs> did the copy, uh-huh. held that copy up to the door, wow. and it let, it let them in. So, like, hmm. this, the kind of technology just isn't there. The other thing is, like, when it gets cold and your hallway is frigid, mm-hmm. it doesn't really work. Um, and then you think that five seconds, wait until you're at the door of 20 seconds. Like, no, accept. No, accept. <laughs> sure. Okay. No, you've must, you know. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so what about, like, swipe cards or, or like, key codes? I think swipe, I mean, Pen key numbers. codes, anything, um, I don't the, know. My thing is, I think swipe cards would be awesome, like an RFID type of system. Yeah, because that's what I have at work. Every door at work has those on and, it, and, and it works good enough for hotels like, and all that kind of stuff. Um, just as long as it's easy. My, my big thing is, is it easy to revoke? You know, mm-hmm. and is it easy? It to, should be. I mean, they should all have web interfaces. I don't literally. Think they do. No, I'm saying they should. Well, they should I mean, all have web. So interfaces. your your lock's going to be powered. Yeah, absolutely. And when? The, how are you going to power it? With what? Through. How are you going to get a cord? <laughs> what do you mean? You're going to run off batteries? No, God no, because then you get locked out when your batteries. Exactly. Or no, you if, you run with... a cord into your door. What's wrong with that? It's on a hinge. So what? That greatly increases the complexity of the device. Oh God! It's not like, dude, we're building fucking space shuttles. I'm, but it's it, not. Do you want a door to cost a thousand dollars and like after and after a thousand wire? and after a thousand opens for that wire? That wire's going to break, and now you can't get into your door. I, dude, use the hinge as an electric transmitting device. I think like, the reason we still use keys is because they're inexpensive, they're easy yes. to rekey and they're relatively secure. A good a good quality like $50 lock is you know, you have to have some skill and time to pick it. The the interesting thing is I could probably pick any one of these locks in this building. Like I when I was living over on the west side I was learning how to lockpick, and I had a lockpick set. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I literally, Rick, Rick, I, I picked it in about five seconds. You remember a friend, Lawson? Well, yeah. I don't know if he's ever your friend. You know who I'm talking about? Sure, yeah, yeah. He actually became a locksmith and mm-hmm. taught me, and I got a locksmith. And so it's, but still, on a high-quality lock, it's going to take me five minutes. Yeah. You know, but there are not high-quality locks on these things. No, but I, I would be surprised if you get in in like a minute or two. And you, Dude, I got and in in a few there. seconds. It really? On, on the I mean, it was. It felt like a cheaper lock than some, but mm-hmm. I. I mean, thirty seconds. You could sit in my hallway for twenty minutes and nobody would There's see nothing you. Stopping nobody you would from chain. Well, I guess the, they, they probably do require access to your your building. Yeah, they do. I was gonna say because there's nothing stopping you from changing that lock, but I'm like, oh yeah, they'll just like bust yeah. your door down. They will. <sighs> That's the thing about apartment life. People are always coming in and changing your air filter and rifling through your underwear drawer dude i love it let them <laughs> let them come in let, dude let them stick you don't their have hands an underwear, underwear drawer. drawer that's true you're I right don't. now have an underwear pile i'm looking at it <laughs> no no get out of here it's, it's in a laundry it, basket i guess no no dude it's in my closet up on a shelf oh, get out of town it. that's it. dirty clothes in that I'm laundry saying, basket it's still this, this is a bachelor pad it is i'm not gonna deny that but okay. i don't keep my underwear in a pile on the floor no that's what i'm saying to you no Okay, that's fair. All right. So that's why... Anyway, this goes along with my thing about flying cars. Where the fuck... What the fuck are we doing? It would be pretty sweet because an RFID, you wouldn't even have to get your... Like, screw the mag stripe. I want an RFID card that's got, like, a range of, like, seven... Like, like Great Wolf Lodge. 
the water theme parks. <laughs> that sounds like the place that Fred Flintstone goes to meet with his water <laughs> buffalo group. Loyal Order Water Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. God, that reminds me of a Weird Al Yankovic song. Oh, God. Wow. That's what old. was that? It was, uh, it was about the Flintstones. but Yeah. Me and Barney Loyal Order Water Buffalo is to the to the give it away. <laughs> yeah, it was. Is, is, is Yabba Dabba Doo now? <laughs> yep, yep, you're right. As, okay, now it's coming back. Yeah, Yabba Dabba, Yabba Dabba, Yabba Doo Was now. that on the same album? Was that on the Jurassic Park album? Might have been. Okay. I love Weird Al. Like, Weird yeah, Al was Jonathan awesome. Colton before Jonathan Colton was around. Yeah, yeah. So, I would still, and I've heard he's a, a fun concert. Uh, okay. if he Even ever... though he's like 72 now. No, he's not that old. <laughs> no, he's not that old. Um, we're getting a little off topic. Sure we are. What were we talking about? Locks. Oh, yeah. Like if you had like a, a six or seven inch uh, Great Wolf Lodge, that's where I was at. Yeah, they yeah. have these wristbands that get you into the park, but they also have a little RFID chip that's about the size of like a one inch by one inch square. Mm-hmm. And if you hold that thing against your door lock... Like, within six inches of your door lock, it opens it up. Yeah. And I thought, it's like, you know, if you had that, like, card in your wallet, you could just take your wallet out and wave it in front of your door, and you're in. Absolutely. So, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to that. If I ever have another house, I'm going to put RFID cards. Yeah. Entries. You should. That's, I would love I would put one on here, but it's an apartment, and they would probably bust down my door. Yeah. So. So. Next topic? Yeah. Bring it on. You got a topic? All right. So, I was thinking um, about gaming stores because penny arcade just had a three-part strip mm-hmm. where i guess three-part strip mm-hmm. where i guess their local gaming store their friendly local gaming store is owned by a meathead jock <laughs> that hates nerds <laughs> and they actually talk about it, like they go like like what? the stripping like because mike who mm-hmm. is uh, gabe in the strip in the comic has gotten into way into like war machine and he's gotten into RPGs in general. He's for years he's put off and like just been a console gamer, and now he's on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the setup was like him and Tyke were going to the local gaming store, and he's like, "I hate coming here." And Tyke's like, "Well, why do you come here?" And he's like, "Because this is the only place they sell the little plastic guys." Uh-huh. And he's like, "Well, what's the problem?" So they go into the store, and he's like, "This looks pretty normal, except for what's that dude in the tracksuit doing here?" And you see this big hulking dude, like he looks like a bro, and he's in this like high tech tracksuit, and the mm-hmm. guy s- sees him, and he's like. Uh, sup nerds, what you guys doing? You know, what you guys doing here? And like Gabe and Tyco are like, I don't know. And the next trip, he's like, Yeah, you need to beat it. I got, li- I got some chicks coming over. So you see him standing outside the door, and like Tyco is going crazy. He's mm-hmm. like, This can't stand. He's like, You know, this is a place of business. The sign says they're open. I'm gonna go in there and demand. And you see the sign flip over from it says, Yes, we're open. It says, Yes, we're ladies. <laughs> and Tyco's like, Oh well. Well, what's funny is, so they had this really unflattering portrayal of this guy. Mm. Well, on his website, he's now got these big things like, come meet Ernie from Penny Arcade fame. And he's got a Sup uh, uh, sup Nerds gaming night. (laughs) And, like, he's got this big banner. like, hope to see Mike and Jerry from Penny Arcade here and, like, all this stuff. But I guess... Tycho said in the news post, is like, what is it about gaming stores that a lot of them are ran by pricks? And he theorized that the reason it was because the set of skills that, you know, like most everyone's had a dream of opening games store, right? Sure, yeah. I've, I've wanted to open like a brick and mortar game shop slash awesome. net cafe slash just a cool hangout and you make money. Everybody has that dream. Reality is it's hard. You have oh, to have yeah. a businessman. You have to have a venture capital. So he's like, if you draw a Venn diagram of the people that want to open a gaming store mm-hmm. and the people that know how to make money and are successful at making money, the slither of intersection are like assholes. <laughs> so it's like they like the game and all that stuff, but they secretly kind of hate the kind of people that... Honestly, I don't know. Like, I know some people in business school, and I honestly don't know how game shops ever open because yeah. the people who know enough to make money know enough not to make money only game store like it's, there is no money in it no you are basically unless you get big big with multiple chains and now we're about to talk about this how the internet has really taken it out yeah. i mean the brick and mortar friendly local gaming store is in jeopardy and you can say the exact same thing about the comic book stores which where we live are lots of times one and the same yeah, like the biggest gaming shop is obviously the Game Preserve, 
But the second uh-huh. biggest gaming shop are the Comic Carnivals because they host the Friday Night Magics and they host the D and D sessions and the Yu Gi Oh and the Pokemon and all that crap. <laughs> and they sell the supplies, you know. So it's like half comics and half gaming now. The question is why. You know, and in my experience, do you remember like when we got into Star Wars minis and we went to go play at the Southside <laughs> I, Shop I and was, what a fucking nightmare it was? Yeah, I was just going to talk about this. I mean, well, you, I want to hear your opinion of it. My opinion was that half of the people there were dicks, and it wasn't just the people running the store; it was the gamers themselves. Oh yeah, but that's the thing: the game, the guy running it, the guy that owned the shop, was playing in his own goddamn tournament. Yeah, dick, total dick, and like. I'm a pretty reasonable guy, but I'm also not a pushover. Mm-hmm. And this thing was like an abort. Like, okay, we're supposed to start at like one. At one forty-five, that he was still taking money from people and all this, and I was mm-hmm. getting hungry. So I'm like, I went to the guy's like, "Hey, when are you going to start?" And he was like, "It's going to be a bit." I'm like, "Well, can I step out and get some food?" Yeah. And he's like, "That's totally cool." <laughs> and uh-huh. you and I left the store and left Peter behind. Mm-hmm. And I get a call like 15 minutes later. We are on our way back with Chick Fil A, I believe. No, it was Arby's. Yeah. yeah. And he, Peter's like, "Where are you guys at?" I'm like, "We went to get lunch." He goes, "The guy said you you you're going to forfeit your first match." <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck that! I just paid forty dollars to get this turn this this tournament." He's yeah. and and uh, I'm like, "Put the dude on the phone." So I got. And he's like. Well, the thing starting. I'm like, the thing was supposed to start 45 minutes ago. I asked you if I could get lunch, and you said okay. He goes, I don't remember saying that. I'm like, I was looking right at you. Yeah. I was like, look. I said, I won't be there in five minutes. If you start without me and you forfeit me, you're giving me my money back. Yeah. And he's like back down because he's a fucking pussy. And you're even like though, six foot twelve. Yeah. Even though, <laughs> so, it's like you know he 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 did back downs. We got there. Mm-hmm. And the thing was run like I felt like it was designed for his buddies to win the tournament. I felt like it was a wizard's tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's like like really loosey goosey rules interpretation, and he's too busy mm-hmm. playing and trying to win himself. Yeah, and... you you cannot play in your own tournament. No. If you're a game shop Massive owner and you're playing your own tournaments, you deserve to fail as a business. Right. But this guy's the biggest hobby shop in town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's left a big bad taste in my mouth. And I know, like, on the pure hobby store, like the the uh, radio-controlled hobby, Hobby Town USA, the two branches are owned here. Mm-hmm. Guy owns those things are such a dick. <laughs> As in... They don't help. They, like, are... Like, you go... I went there, and I'm like, I've got a thousand dollars and i'm gonna buy a radio and i'm gonna buy a helicopter and i've like you know like i want this and i just need some questions asked because i've never done this before no one would help me and like i'm waving wow. cash around like i need assistance and these guys were just talking to like the and they've all got this like group oh the yeah, same yeah. thing like i go yeah. in there and like the guys like turned away from the counter talking to these guys and they're like just basically bullshitting not you, buying anything see, and i got product okay. in hand and i want checked out and he's ignoring me i here it comes back to my theory that the people who are in business uh in the games gaming store industry do not want to be in business they want to play games with their friends right like the people who want to make money don't open a store the people who don't care about money open the store and just want to play their games and hang out with their but buddies they tend to hate their customers that's as a result. the thing like they get their group of friends like they have a small group of friends who they play games with and they're like you know it'd be great if we could do this with everybody and open yeah. a store and make yeah. money doing this and then they do that, and they still only hang out with their friends, right. and they ignore everybody else who is now their customer, right. should now be top priority. They still want to play games and just jack off. So, I mean... Well, that explains the owner, but the guys he hires, why are they like that? I mean, because they're his buddies. You think they're his buddies? Yes. Because, like, this one dude in Greenfield, I mean, there's like a 20-year discrepancy between him and the guys that work there. Now, that might be just because we've seen this phenomenon before with the Laugh Man. Where uh-huh. a guy, he never ages. Like, he gets 18, uh-huh. and he never matures. So, like, you, you see him keep growing. Yeah. Like, like, four years later, his friend group entirely changes because everybody else is starting to date women mm-hmm. and do things, and he's still doing this. And eight years later, he's outgrown another set of teenagers. <laughs> is, is that what this guy's problem is? Because I don't think they're his I original friend set. Well, I mean, man, after seeing... <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of shit for this episode. Why? Because I'm about to go off the rails on some people. Like, oh, really? Like RPG players. Oh. Role players. Oh, my God. Are you sure you want to get the, I don't want to what... unleash the full 
the full uh, Monty here. Just to soften the blow, I'm an RPG player, and I think Jim's full of shit. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think RPG players, age matters a little less. Um, I think you're all there for that common purpose. And, like, some guys, dads will get them into it, and the fathers will continue to game with all the kids' friends, and they all actually become the, the, friends. The, the, uh, your, the, the Jim's dad model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't RPGer, but he was definitely, a, you know. Yeah, we played board games. Yeah, and, and we did basically exactly what I'm describing here with mm-hmm. like. But I think um, people who play role playing games tend to do that more. Yeah, um, and kind of wander out of their age group. So I think those are maybe the people who are opening the shops, and then those younger buddies come in and they hire them, and they mm-hmm. sit around and play games and ignore their customers. Gotcha. Uh, that's my theory. I, I just like I've never I've never had a good experience except for I will say that the local my very local small town uh, local comic book shop tends to do it right and I I, I thought back when I was thinking of, uh, of of doing this subject that our friend Mad Brew who we interviewed about Gen Con and RPGs in general in episode twenty two I believe of mm-hmm. Blue Yonder <laughs> he actually wrote an article on his website. Uh, madbrew.com about reinventing the local gaming store and i'm going to put a link on this when uh, uh, on the main site when this cast goes live but he talks about basically how you know you already had this environment where they didn't really give good customer service and now the amazon and like a few mega local uh, gaming stores have gone online like star mm-hmm. city games yeah that sell the price sell the product on a sliver of a margin yeah like you know retail from pack of magic is like what 399 star city games can suck my balls troll and toad is where it's at all right whatever <laughs> but you're getting your packs for like a buck off a buck 50 it, yeah off. they're not four dollars they're like 249 yeah and if you're looking for rares like they're literally half off from star city yeah because the local gaming store everything's so much more expensive and like sleeves my god the markup on sleeves at like you know local gaming stores so between amazon and all that it's like okay are you going to get in your gas you're going to get in your car and burn ten dollars of gas and go to unfriendly environment to get stuff that you can get for half off from amazon or these other places aaron drives a tank by the way Uh, I drive a, a transformer M1 Abram. <laughs> um, actually, no, I, I, I get your point though. Like why would you go through the hassle, bad customer service, making the trip when you can just order online? Right. The only reason to do that I can see is to have them immediately. Well, and here's the thing. What he says is what local gaming stores or local hobby shops in general need to do. He says is you got to make the shop an event. Like, every night, you should be running a tournament or an event of some sort or mm-hmm. foster, like, gaming table stuff where people want to go. Yeah. You know, to meet other people and, 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 and go for the gamers. And there's, I mean, uh, a shop over in Plainfield, Avon, whatever it is. Games, games to die for. Games2d4.com, yeah. Yep. Um, they actually do that pretty well. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of tables sitting around. They have tournaments all the time. Um and it, there is kind of a community there. I got they've gone a little bit to the dark side too because if you've listened yeah, to Peter talk yeah. about some of the po- crazy politics and how they had their yeah, and that's the friend syndrome. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, man. It, it starts to feel kind of rigged. But like they, I, they my do advice a pretty to good any, job to any people who are looking to open game stores is do not hire your friends. Right. Do not because that's you don't want friends though. as employees. You want employees as right. employees. Because here's a, a true story. Ask Cheek and I actually came this close to starting a game shop how close is this close they describe it to this, our like, like i've got i've got like it, i'm holding my thumb and finger okay i'm gonna make it two inches apart i had an inch but in realistic it's two inches okay and we actually were going to bring a peter on board to like be our primary clerk oh, i guess yeah and you know and like this that's your natural inclination because you yeah. want to hire your friends it's a ba- it's a mistake man oh yeah oh yeah i'm sure it would be um it's a mistake to have your friends work for you in anything yes because i've had to you know i had a friend that i hired at a place i have to fire him and it's like you yeah. know we never yeah. friendship never recovered but anyway yeah. he's like says like you got to provide loaner games and accessories like mm-hmm. he's advocating having a library of core rule books dice and all that stuff there for people to like oh you want to try zombie dice here you go that'll be four (laughs) dollars 
but like no just like take it it's like oh you need you need to you, uh you're new to role-playing games you want to buy uh play the uh, player's guide or buy the or, mm-hmm. well here just just use it for this session and then if you want you know you want to take a home you can buy it yeah so it's basically have a small library of you of used stuff that you can then sell to people or just loan it we want to play D first edition oh well here you go here's my book <laughs> right um <laughs> no, run here's I another one so. that enough people run demos and teach games like uh, Friday night, have you're new to Magic the Gathering? We're not going to condescend to you. We're not going to throw you to a oh, tier a, a, to a tier that. one deck. We're going to like sit down and teach you how to play the game with a starter deck. Maybe we should do. We've got the ultimate series. Maybe we should do an ultimate game shop series. All right, we're kind of doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more that could go into it though. Like what what precisely oh, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. want to see? So yeah. I mean, maybe we can I, and do I that had in some really cool ideas. But moving on, he said, you know, embrace technology. Um, have basically some workstations set aside so people can um, access their DDI statistics. You know, look up their count, see what they're ranking, and any you know any of that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually have is where they can access the internet for like just rule questions and stuff like that. Cause you know, people always have, and they need to go to the, you know, like playing magic. They've got the Oracle where you yeah. can go and yeah. see the actual ruling instead of, you know, that has all the facts and stuff applied to it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, get some Microsoft surfaces. I know it's going to be expensive, oh, ooh, but again, but they're store. coming down and that's again, why are people coming down? If you could play settlers, of a Kata- and you didn't see this because you were at Gen Con, mm-hmm. but Settlers of Catan on a Microsoft Surface tablet uh, looks like the shit. Like hmm. it, it keeps track of everything. Everything moves super quick, and it's like it's super. I, I I've never played Settlers, and I was like had a giant boner for it. I'm like this this makes it look so much effortless and fun. Hmm. Um, but that's like the high end. But there's no reason they can't just have a public workstation. It's locked down, and open your game shop on the moon. <laughs> That'll bring people in. That's an attraction. Right? I don't know. It's that a little high end, but and I think there's a demographic okay. that's a problem there. Like there's not a lot of moon dwellers. Not a lot. Um, but everyone's a gamer. But here's the idea that I always thought. Like I don't understand why more people don't do this. For example, I originally asked the guy, "Hey, do you have anything that I can eat here?" Like cokes or snacks and stuff. He didn't. Yeah. Whoa! Like so, so have uh, a bunch of impulse buys. Have ba- little mini bags of chips. Have cokes. Have energy drinks. Yeah. Have like all the geeky mana crap and all that stuff. Sell that to where like you know on a Friday night you don't have to leave the store and you yeah. can. That stuff is insane markup. Oh yeah, Games to Die for actually does that. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Um, support secondhand markets, which a lot of people do, um, but they do it like in the peripherals. Like you can buy. Yeah. Magic cards and D and D minis and stuff like that secondhand. Mm-hmm. But why can't? Why don't they have like a secondhand section like a like GameStop half price books or for... or like GameStop? Yeah. You can buy the new core book or you can buy this used one. I mean, that's like a, a again a market that they are not doing. Hmm. I mean, yeah. basically you're you're giving that market to eBay and Amazon and all that stuff, and that's the one place where they really can't compete with you any better because yeah. the secondhand market is what it is. Um, and if you're not even participating, let's see, what else? Um, they said reward customer loyalty. You know, every gaming shop should have some sort of loyalty card. It's so mm-hmm. easy to pull off now, and it gets people coming to back and coming to one particular location. Um, I could talk a million years about that because that's my <laughs> expertise at work. Yeah. Like, I created my company's loyalty program, and that marketing's evil. It's an insidious and it's black magic, but it works. Yeah. And I can back it up with science and statistics. Um, he said, bring star power. Like, this is a good idea. I don't know how well you could pull it off in Indianapolis, but, you know, have developers, you know, when they're in town for, like, conferences and stuff, have them out to your site to do, like, signings. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. A lot of comic shops will do that. And, yeah. you know, like, if, if you can't get the big guys, get some of the niche people out. You know, privateer press, you know, maybe you're not going to get Wizards of the Coast, but you can get privateer press out there. Sure. To do their, uh, you know, War Machine and, and uh, crap. What's their basically D&D 3.5 stuff? Pathfinder. Um, so um, he's basically laying out the strategy, and I was thinking that. 
none of the big guys in town do, and they're kind of like you know I've I've noticed that Game Preserve especially has gone to smaller and smaller spaces and cheaper and cheaper. Comic yeah. Carnival has recently started downsizing and scaling back, and they moved mm-hmm. like the east location went from the mall to like some BFE place on you know Pendleton Pike. Yeah. But the little guys like my hometown comic shop that does this, he bought a space underneath him that he has games every day. Hmm. Usually runs like two tournaments or open gaming sessions a day, like one right after school for like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, and then stuff that's like after work for like Magic and D and D and stuff like that. He has secondhand stuff. He you know caters to you. Uh, he 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 orders stuff for you. Um, he has good customer service. He's on Facebook posting like two and three times a day about the stuff they're getting in the store. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a very good idea. Making use of technology. Um, he uh, also even offers just, like getting the word out about stuff that's happening and that you're even there. Like yes, because every once in a while I'll visit Downtown Comics here. Yep, uh, which is they have locations everywhere, but the one downtown is pretty cool. Downtown. They do a lot of well, I was gonna say they do a lot of like tournaments and and events and stuff like that. And they will get on their their feeds like Twitter and Facebook and announce stuff they're doing and. Because I, I don't often think about them. Like, I'm not every day, oh, I wonder what they're doing. But when I see that in my feed, I'm like, oh, I forgot about Downtown Comics. I'm going to go over there and check out what they've got. Right. So that's a good way to keep people interested in your store. Right. Uh, I There's another side. We've been talking a lot about the game shop owners. I want to talk about the game shop patrons a little bit. All right. Do it. Because I, fuck, man. There's do a lot it. to say about these people. All right. Some of these gamers, don't be a dick, man. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Especially like the tabletop I, setting, they can they haven't heard the gospel of Wheaton. Well, I've never done the tabletop, but the magic. Well, that I consider ta- it's, if it happens on a tabletop, it's tabletop gaming. Okay? Well, I set my laptop on the tabletop. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's laptop gaming. It's also tabletop. Yeah, but gaming. it's a it's laptop based. Even All though right, it, whatever. It's, it's, you go on a top level. So you got a tabletop, and then there is a laptop on top of it. The top level. It's like when you're playing baseball, and you got the your hands over hands, and whoever ends up on top, that's who goes first. Well, your, okay. your laptop is on top of the table, therefore it supersedes gotcha. laptop gaming. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I just wasted all of 40 seconds of my life. We got some time to kill. Okay. Um, no, the people who play in some of these magic tournaments... Need to chill the fuck out. Like yes. this is not the end of the world. You, I understand. This isn't the pro might tour. Be a lot to you. This isn't the pro tour in Hawaii. This is yeah. This is not Kyoto. You're not playing for forty grand here. And even if you were forty grand, forty grand is no reason to get yourself shot. Yeah, because you guys are being dicks, and that's what's going to happen to you if you continue to piss people off. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand how you can get so angry about a minute mistake that a brand fucking new player makes. Yeah, it's like, one I thing... stroll in, I'm like, I've never played this before, guys. Go a little easy on me. And then they're like, you can't fucking do that. Take that back. Suck a dick. And I'm like, Especially dude, when they're kicking first... your ass. Yes. They're kicking they're your ass. They're ramming your ass into the ground, and then they're going to rub it in your face. Right. And they're going to be a dick about it. And then what's always funny is when you're a new player, when you make the jump from scrub to, like, reasonable player, every once in a while you win. Mm. Like, like like Peter yeah, talked about this that. all the time. They cannot get over it. They talk about how luck and how cheap it was. Oh, and how, yeah. oh that's your bullshit dick. It, you know, you got blah, blah. You know, it's FPS headshot syndrome. So what did they call that? Like I had that, I had that Bant deck that like every once in a while would just go on a a tear and whip someone's ass, Uh, and they were saying, "Oh, it's janky." That was called. Oh, actually, you fucking janky Bant deck. You Uh, know, well, you just got your ass whipped by a janky deck, bitch. Yeah, yeah. That janky, Yo, dick, bitch. That, that janky dick, that janky dick, <laughs> that janky dick, that janky dick just fucked you up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... Like, it makes people not want to come back. It actually hurts the store that you enjoy ex- playing at. It's the opposite of inclusive. It's exclusive. It's the definition of being a dick. And I don't know why these guys, it's like, do they not realize that it's like they're... The four, my four-year-old son doesn't understand that if he wins a game every time, no one wants to play with him. But he's four years old. How is a 35-year-old man not understand the concept is if you dominate everyone through Mm -hmm. superior – if you don't try to increase everyone's skill level Mm -hmm. and keep it interesting, the people aren't going to want to play with you anymore. Here's the other side of that. If 
you're not a dick to them while you're beating them, if you're educating them, if you're being gracious about winning, right? then they are still going to want to play. Right even though they may be losing every time. Right. And that fosters a community at your store. It makes your tournament bigger. It makes your cash prize pool bigger. Right. I keep whipping their ass. No right. problem. Just don't be a dick, and you actually reap rewards from yeah. it. If you have this That's uber true. competitive mentality, well, that may be the way to look at it. Right. Like, I'm increasing my take by yeah. doing that. And I think there's also, and this is kind of controversial, and I again, I'm a gaming paladin. I very... I find it very hard to just tear someone's throat out mm-hmm. to my detriment sometimes. But I think there's different gears you need to have. Like on a Friday night magic, <laughs> if you are swearing and getting red faced and calling bullshit, mm-hmm. you need to reexamine your life. <laughs> now you're, you're at a pro tour yeah. qualifier. Then hold their feet to the fire, man. Make sure every little thing be a rules lawyer. If you're at a, if you're at a pro tour, if you're playing for money, fine. But if you're at a local gaming store just playing casual magic or Friday night magic, chill out. And if I was the gaming store owner, I would be very tempted to throw these guys' these guys' asses yeah. out. Because the other dirty little secret is the guys that are at the top level, they're actually making money playing off this Friday night magic. Yeah. Because they're going home with six packs and ten packs and twelve packs off the backs of the scrubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same guy. They've not, they're no longer your customer. They're a goddamn hustler. So it's yeah, like, well, that's the thing. Like they're they're defeating your community that you're trying. And to I would take in the side and like, look, you're a good player. I don't mind you taking home all these packs, but you need to be a little bit more gracious or mm-hmm. a little bit more friendly, or you're not welcome to play here anymore. Yeah, because you're they, hurting my business. And if they don't come, fine, because four other good. gamers will not be driven off by their asshole attitudes. Exactly. So, yeah. so we yeah take the the players who are assholes at the table to task. Yes. Don't don't let them do that. But, but all too often, like Peter told me, his his I think he actually mentioned this in the podcast that we did on RPG that you you uh, sat out on, on. You yeah. bailed on. Fuck that. He talked about his first ex- game experience where the people that the shop owner picked to be the leaders of like the Dungeons and Dragons community hmm. were horrible GMs. And it's like, oh, you're a new player. Uh, well, roll for initiative. Oh, you died. You died ruined for initiative. You tripped over your dick and fell on your sword and you died. Sorry, that's it for you tonight. And then he proceeded with his campaign as planned with his other core set of players. Hope to see you next week. Yeah, every week you come back and I'm like, you don't, you're not getting it. Okay, roll for initiative again. Oh, you rolled a 19. Ah, let me look at my table. Yeah, you tripped on your dick again and died. I mean, that's a not... 20, yeah, that's a dick trip. Sorry. And then if, like, Peter said, this is bullshit. Why? I mean, I've yet to survive the first round. The DM basically said... Well, if you don't, it's my group. You don't like it, pal. I mean, if I was a local games yeah. owner, I would have yanked that guy by his collar and thrown him out. Yeah, yeah, I that, mean, that's ridiculous. This is you're you're basically turning away money. <laughs> there's there's there's, there's, there's yeah. like like Peter was a walking wallet, and he <laughs> let that guy run him off his store. Yeah, for the for for the same group of guys that probably haven't bought a piece of product for weeks. Yeah, and and they're probably the owner's buddies, or at least he's familiar with them enough to not want to be a dick and throw them out. Yeah, but for the sake of your business that you are running, you are no longer in the business of being friends with all the gamers. You're in the business of running a game store. Agreed. And you can't have stuff like that happening because it is destroying your business. Totally. So. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I just can't get over. It's like a sick dynamic uh, between the shop owners and the regular patrons, where they get this yeah. twisted. You know, I don't know if it's loyalty, or like you said, they're really our friends, or you know, again, a lot of these shop owners are nerds. I think, mm-hmm. like my impression of the guy from um, the Game Preserve is that he's like a sycophant. Like, you know, we I, we were all three new players shelling out money, and he let, like, outrageous stuff. Like, at one point, I got, I was, like, good-natured getting my ass kicked by this 13-year-old guy. Yeah. Who was a dick, by the way. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I got a lucky move with some kind of back-to-tank maneuver, and then he ended up coming, he's like, oh, I said, Jesus Christ, this guy called me out. Didn't you say Jesus fucking Christ? No, I just said Jesus Christ. No, I did not. Really? I did oh, not. Wow. I just said Jesus Christ. And this guy called me out and said, he, he like practically screamed, don't say that. And then when <laughs> I whipped around and like, what? He like said, like, calm down. I was like, I prefer you not say that. And I like looked at the shop owner 
Like, we're all adults. Well, I, not all of you. Okay. The 13-year-old kid is not. But we're all, I mean, like, you know, I'm like, okay, this is your house. What are you going to say about it? He wouldn't even make eye contact with me. He heard <laughs> it. His face was red. He wouldn't make eye contact. So I'm like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was so irritated that this, I don't know. I was just over that group at that yeah, point. Yeah, you weren't coming back. No, I was not coming back. At multiple points in the game. I did yeah. not enjoy the experience. You know, I just thought, uh, I don't know. It was ruined by both the players and the owner of the store. Yeah, like there was only one or maybe two players out of a field of 20-something that I thought were cool at all. Yeah. So, anyway. What are you going to do, nerds, man? What are you going to do? <laughs> what uh, are you going to do? Uh, I want to, actually, I do want to start a hobby shop. That would be a pretty awesome uh uh, ultimate gaming store because Just I know have you're a not lot. Make much money. I have a lot of ideas. We'll see. I don't know if you. You are not going to make uh, a ton of money. Yeah, not. it's not like you're becoming a Wall Street stock. But trader. could you, you know, put food on the table and Probably. you know keep the power on and have a lot of fun doing it? Uh, one thing I want to talk about uh, because one of my very favorite sites on the internet is not updated much anymore because I think they got retired. It's Acts of Gord. A-C-T-S of G-O-R-D dot com. And this guy ran a video game rental store and sales store in Canada. You know, your your basic local, like ours is called Disc Replay. Mm-hmm. His was called Gamer's Edge, I believe. Um, it's an edgy name. Yeah. Um, but he ran the shop and he posted this these... These are basically like a tongue-in-cheek recollection of all the crazy things he had. Mm-hmm. Like with mostly it's with the guys who were shoplifters, but he also like people just come in with relatively innocent questions and he just mocked them. <laughs> you know, like he, it's okay. it's hilarious Why? to read that. And he's got like the Book of Villainy, which is about shoplifters, mm-hmm. the Book of Wrath, which is about him uh, you know, doing like just getting pissed off at customers and the book of ignorance where he just makes fun of uh, ignorant people and it's just hilarious um but it's i thought it's like okay hmm i actually like how he's running the business because he wasn't taking any crap off customers but he also was a little bit maybe too much that's the thing yeah i mean it has to be a balance he was like the he was like a more intimidating version of the jack black character from high fidelity <laughs> More intimidating. Yeah, because wow. Jack Black wasn't intimidating. I guess Gord was a physical specimen. Oh, he was like six okay. four linebacker in high school, like could physically throw people out of his shop. Yeah, um, he's like Ernie from yeah. The back he's shop. like yeah, basically he's like sup nerds. I got late. I got I got chicks coming over. Beat it. <laughs> but uh, I encourage anybody that wants a good laugh and waste some time to go to acsofgord.com dot com because that's. Uh, I don't know. If you want to be a dick as a shop owner, at least have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. So there's that. Or at least know you could go out of business at any moment. Right. Be a dick. Right. <laughs> I don't know. All right. That's all I got, man. Uh, we've got, oh, uh, I'm not looking forward to this, but we made a co- pact with our listeners and we've got to uh, honor it. Shit. Uh, Staffa's Corner. We got all discussing the, uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transsexual rights last week. And now we're going to get a little bit racial up in here. <laughs> Stafa, what are you doing to us, St- man? Yeah. What uh, are you doing? <laughs> no, You're killing me. Uh, Stafa himself, I um, preface this, is a, is a minority. He's a Muslim American. Next week I want something about, like, Rainbow Bright. Or yeah. something not offensive to anyone. Yeah. The like Gummy little, Bears cartoon, we, maybe. we got to get, like, to some light topics, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so maybe some feedback on gaming store, stories. Or yeah. something. But um so he's so I'm I'm gonna just say that when and then and, and uh the views of Staffa are not necessarily the views of, of Blue Yonder. <laughs> but we're gonna talk we're gonna read it and then we're gonna talk about it. Okay. So he says, uh, Dear Blue Yonder, February is approaching and that means it's going to be Black History Month. Why do blacks get their own month? What about all the other ethnicities and nationalities? Where is Chinese, Hispanic, or Portuguese history month? George Washington Carver may have invented peanut butter. But Arabs invented algebra. As delicious peanut butter is, you guys wouldn't be able to record a podcast and upload them on the internet without algebra. I'm not sure if that's actually true. 
It might uh, be true. I don't know. And, and you can't do that binary math. That's true. I mean, because you got to know that, that to be able to route tables and and you know do subnet masks and stuff. But maybe mm-hmm. algebra is in there somewhere. Um, definitely not the concept of zero, which they might have invented. Didn't, yeah. didn't the the Arabs I, or Indians? I, I believe so. Yeah. Um, not our dumb uh, Aryan <laughs> asses dumb for asses, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were in, too busy inventing paps. So he says, therefore, algebra is greater than peanut butter, and anyone who thinks otherwise is a jerk. Pedophiles are also jerks, hence anyone who thinks peanut butter is greater than algebra is a pedophile. I'm not sure I agree with your logic there, Stafa. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a leap. And I gotta say that as a straight, white, male of the privileged ruling class, I stayed a hell away from this topic because every day of every month of every year is white history month. Yeah. And is white and, and every convention that I've ever been to is fucking white expo. Yeah. PAX included, Gen Con especially. Mm-hmm. Um so but I can see and this is something that I think is coming to a head in our country because you've got, you know there's this jockeying for position about who's among the minorities about who's the majority minority majority minority wow. yeah like you know for a lot of times like these people uh oh god i just said these those people the, oh you these are gonna minority, get some hate yeah. mail. so these these minorities have been jockeying about like their needs and theirs right well now there's a lot more minorities at the table you've got you know arab americans i'm pretty sure there are the same amount of minorities that there were before no god it's just no that, oh yeah, you think by percentage yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're not, dude. In 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 Saudi Arabia, Arabs aren't the majority. Like, minorities. Obvious, you do realize that? Yeah, right? of course I realize. <laughs> they're that. the majority. That's what I was saying. Okay, they, there's they're around in this it's country, like, and yeah. I think there's a lot of friction because, like, you know, a lot of the traditional groups that you know are used to getting the lion's share of the media attention are so now are having to share uh, this, and there's like people. You know, it's not because you've heard a lot of I bristle when I hear a white person say and I've heard members of my own family like just, you know, bristle at the idea of the Black History Month or Black Expo, which is hosted here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of offensive to me because it's like, don't you realize that it's like, you know, it's White History Month every when you go to high school, you're taught basically white history and uh, Anglo centric history. But for a minority to bring it up, I guess it's a fair point. And my question is, well, why don't we have. You know what? Get a month going. The the teach Arab. <laughs> well, the there are only history. twelve. So I mean, <laughs> there's not that many minorities. There's not there's not more minorities than there are like races and VGA planets, right? <laughs> That's what they're all based on. Uh, I, I don't know how many feds do we have in the U.S. now? <laughs> are um, they a majority minority? Yeah, I think that like the lizard guys are are Koreans. The Gorn. Yeah, the Gorn are Koreans. <laughs> my god and the, <laughs> going off the rails the borg are slavics um but anyway so like <laughs> wow. i i'm like there's enough room in this boat for a lot um, so i maybe we should have a, a history month for everybody i think dolph lundgren is actually a cylon okay that's my prediction probably he sure doesn't he doesn't act. age and he doesn't act and he doesn't act he doesn't and show he, emotion and he basically is a robot yeah from all i can tell oh yeah he's or a universal soldier at least that was actually a true story. He's not even him. a skin job. He's just a straight up side. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, so that's what I want to say about that. We have fulfilled our obligation to read any and all feedback that we are sent in. And we have. We've given stuff at his corner. And I've successfully I'm, avoided talking about I'm it. Extre- yeah, thank you, ass. I'm extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, you should be. So, but uh, I, you know. So sign up, guys. Only 11 months out of the year left. you got to get <laughs> on that shit. Yeah, you need to, like, Stafa, you need to get with the, uh, what is that? The, the, uh, the CIA, the Council on C- Islamic I- American Relations, you need to oh, get the like, lobbying for that. I mean, March is open. Uh, August, that's my birthday. That'd be kind of cool, you know, to have uh, Arab American Month or Muslim American Month. So uh, it, it's it's there's only 11 months to go. <laughs> yeah, so go get you got to get on it. Don't procrastinate. You got to get on it. So uh, anyway, uh, also, <laughs> we want to talk about the personal arrogance. I got to shout out. Their uh, yeah. new site is actually pretty good. And they've got me there like every day with this new content. Yeah, they're they're keeping it strong. The the thing is, I about burst a blood do. vessel when I read the why uh, <laughs> geeks make good uh, partners or why you should date a geek. Yeah, why? And I might each actually go on to a segment one of these days about how 
uh, angry that makes me as a man. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah I mean, and and even, how, how that's such spectacularly poor relationship dynamics. Now, I understand it's tongue in cheek and, you know, that she's, that, that I'm not casting aspersions on her or her relationship. I'm just saying that what she said, I can think, is, is long term damaging to male female relationships. And I'll articulate that wow. great length one of these days. But I got to say, they're, they're getting me there, and I've commented a couple times. Um, and then they went and clowned us today. Like, they roped us in with the whole kumbaya. Yeah. And, like, you know, when they their sight was down. And, and the lag bar was right. And, and, their, and, and their sight was all pod bean, and we had the superior word. Per, uh, now they've, like, got all this new hotness, and they're coming out with yeah. both guns blaring. They're like, oh. Well played, website. Matt and Jamie. Yeah. Well played. You know what? We tried to step it up. We tried to step it up. Our first site was a step up. As a our first site was awesome. It had it custom awesome. graphics, and there's like all these crazy features. And you know what? It was a giant pain in the ass. <laughs> so we started out stepping up, and then we stepped down. Yeah. So we could keep doing this every week. Absolutely. So, so I'm I'm interested to see how long they can keep it up. Because yeah, I want to see go a year. Go a year without missing a week. Although they have, it seems like they have a bit of a staff. They do have some they staff. They have like three or four other people who are working it's on It's bigger than our staff. No. I've got staff close. envy. But their Schwartz is nowhere near as big. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh, they've had some good stuff on the, you know, actually scoop Staffa on the Batman villains today. Uh, he had a post up like a couple hours later, but I'd already shot my wad on the, oh. you know, uh, personal arrogance site on that. So, uh, her, uh, man, it makes my eyes bleed looking at it, but I love, I likes the content so far. Yeah, and I look at Hat it in the tip. morning instead of drinking coffee. Yeah, <laughs> just a shot. Ow. Yeah. So, um, I think that's about it for the show. That's it. Although uh, I want to say to personal arrogance, we are not out of this fight. No, we have not surrendered. No. We're actually going to come back stronger gonna, than you could possibly imagine. You've struck us down. You've struck us but down. But now, now we're in ghost mode, and shit is real. <laughs> shit just got real. Absolutely. So um, be expecting uh, another volley. Uh, listeners, if you want to support us in the war, uh, we could use some iTunes feedback. Uh, we could use uh, some Facebook friends. We and got money. Sh- Lots of money. Lots of money. Our <laughs> currency is your love. So spray that love all over us on Facebook. If you oh. bring five friends, five warm bodies to the ah. Facebook site, we still got some Seanable Ninjas left. Yep. See our website for details and how cute those how you can get one of them cute little bastards. We might. We're recording this a full week in advance. So yeah. who knows what goes on. And we'll probably have Seanables. Well, and if, if, you know what? If, if we run out of Seanables, I will buy more Seanimals. More Seanimals. More and fulfill any obligations we have to the listeners. What if a thousand people... I will take it on the chin. I <laughs> That's will, like $10,000, I will cash in my 401k. Man. Whoa. Because that would be sweet. <laughs> and, that, and that would be 5,000 new friends on Facebook. Yes. So. We'd have an empire. Because then I, then I would command them to attack personal arrogance and we'd take their lunch money. Oh, yeah. 5,000, 5, I would do it. Yeah, that would do that it. I would do it. Um... Uh, you can send us an email at blueyonder at baldmove.com. Uh, you know, we will read anything as we, dis- as we displayed tonight. Yeah, we will. Uh, and Under what else? Uh, Twitter.com slash baldmove. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Where all did that Facebook, jazz. Facebook sucks uh, on the forums, URLs. Uh, forums. Forums.baldmove.com. Uh, we just, I just put up a page. I don't even know if you saw this yet. Uh, our Minecraft info. So if you want to mm. join us for this Minecraft of Palooza right, action going on. Uh, yeah, just go to our site, and there's a Minecraft link at the top there. Sweet. Give you our server info and a, a map. Uh, we get the map. Baldmove.com slash map. Yep. Want to see what we've been up to. And that's it. Maybe no crazy outro stuff this time. Uh, yeah. I feel a little dry. We're failing the listeners. Yeah, Sorry. for the last time. Okay. So this is throw to Bo Jackson at the end. That'll Bo, solve all the problems. Bo Jackson? All right. We'll give yeah, you some we Bo referenced Jackson. Bo Jackson's last go. We'll, get, we'll give you some Jackson this yeah. time. Yeah. There you so go. Spruce up to Jackson. All right, well, that's it. Until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. Ciao.